Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! Well, we say Merry Christmas again, and it is Advent. It is uh, the time where we celebrate the hope, peace, joy, and love, not only that we anticipated or expected, but God is now with us, Emmanuel. God certainly is with us. As we look at uh, the Advent candles, it goes from hope to peace to joy. We celebrated last week into love today, the love of God that is certainly for us and with us. And there's a scripture that I just wanted to uh, read, and then Kenny's going to read to us the traditional uh, Christmas story. But this is from Isaiah 7:14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means, yes, God with us. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And Kenny, won't you just lead us now in Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known that the saying that the Lord had told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Kenny, thank you so much, and uh, we thank you again for making the time to join us this uh, Sunday before Christmas as we just celebrate Advent together. We're certainly blessed by uh, God's presence that is with us, His power that helps us, and His strength and healing that sets us free and gives to us all that we we can hope for.
we go to Luke 2. This is uh, Luke 2, 22 through 26. And we find these words. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, that being Jesus after he was born, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there is a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. So a little bit of background. Uh, the firstborn had to be taken uh, for the purification rites, as it's said here in Luke 2. And there had to be a sacrifice, because as you are familiar, maybe uh, you are aware of, that in the Old Testament, before Jesus' death and resurrection, before he paid the price for our sins, there had to be... Uh, blood. There had to be a sacrifice. And in this case, it was a pair of doves or two young pigeons. But I want to get to the point that there was Simeon. He was a righteous. Uh, other versions of the Bible translation say he was just or he was good. He was devout. Simeon was waiting for this to take place. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, verse 26, that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. It was promised to him, he held on to this truth, that he would not die. He was getting older in age, but he held on to that promise. He had insight, he had the foresight to believe that just maybe this promise was going to happen. He was righteous, just. He was good. He was devout to the teachings of the law, to the belief that the Messiah was coming. Simeon. Oh, if we could be like Simeon and hold on to the promises that God has given us, that we are not just going to make it through this pandemic, that we are not just going to be alive during this time, but that we might have life and have it abundantly, have overflowing life, have such joy that is just immense and does not make sense to anyone, a peace in the middle of death and chaos, that we just hold on to the truth of Jesus. We are surrounded by his angels and wrapped by his arms of love, that we can believe, as Simeon believed, that God is true. Luke 2, 26 through 28, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. I can die now. I am okay dying because your promise to me has been fulfilled. I have held in my arms the Messiah that I know you promised that I would see before I died. And now I believe that I can die. He was moved by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Are we moved, compelled by the truth of Jesus to do something, to go somewhere? He was moved and he went. Are we moved so we go? Are we moved by the truth of Jesus that we act, that we say a kind word, that we give a gift, that we share the love of God in a practical way, that we share a stern word with another uh, professing believer so that they might be 
disciplined, convicted, and come around to the truth of Jesus? Are we moved by God in such a way that we believe him, that he would not just speak to us, that we might act? And you might say, well, in my past, it's better just to keep to myself because I don't want to throw stones in a glass house or whatever that expression is. God has saved us, redeemed us, allowed us to go through different things so that he can use us, so that people can see that we are not perfect, but because God has promised to do something in us, that God promised to Simeon that he would see the Messiah. So Simeon held on. He anticipated. He expected. He could not wait. He was hoping for just that sign, that sound of God's gentle, quiet voice to say, it's time that he responded and he went. Luke 2.30, for my eyes have seen your salvation. This is Simeon speaking. My eyes have seen your salvation. It's intriguing to me, interesting, a little bit perplexing, somewhat fascinating that Simeon did not say, my eyes have seen the baby, but he said, my eyes have seen your salvation. He knew why Jesus was sent. He knew why Jesus was coming as a baby. He understood. This is the foresight insight that he did not just see the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in the manger, the baby in the temple that had the purification rites done and accomplished, but he saw who this child was to become. He knew that Jesus was going to grow into a man, that he was going to become the Savior, that he had a special plan on his life. And he knew, Simeon knew, that what he had seen in this baby was not the end all that this baby had arrived, but he knew that this baby would be the salvation of the world. He had the foresight insight. Do we see beyond our current circumstance? Do we see beyond what's taking place right now? Do we see that God has a plan for us that we can accomplish through him? Luke 2, 31 through 32, we find these words, which you prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people. Do we understand that God has a special plan for each of us to accomplish and to be a part of? You can say, well, that does not make sense because Christmas is all about a baby. Christmas is out about a baby becoming a man, always being the son of God. But in Ephesians 2, Christmas is about God giving us, well, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork. We are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God prepared in advance for us to open, to understand this gift of Jesus, to know that God loves us so much that he came as a baby, but to grow up as a man, to always be the son of God that would help us, to show us, to allow for us to see his example that we might be his handiwork, created for a purpose, to use our voice, to, as Simeon uh, said, that he 
heard the Spirit, and he went, that God prepared in advance for us to do. That takes us back to Luke 2, 33-35. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the following and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own tomb. I want to go back. I think I missed it um, in verse 20. Let me see. Verse 33, the child's father and mother. Um, then he blessed and said to Mary, the child is destined. No, it's here on the screen. Child is destined to cause the falling of many. The child was uh, given for a special purpose. Jesus came so that we might understand what life is all about. Verse 34, the child is destined. And if you look at verse uh, in Ephesians, we are destined to, we are to be like Christ. We are to be like Jesus. We have to understand that Jesus has prepared in advance works for us to accomplish. God created us for a purpose, not just Jesus, but we are to be like Jesus. You could say, this child is destined. You could look at yourself in the mirror and say, God created me destined for his purpose. You can look at your spouse next to you or your kids across the table from you, maybe spilling Cheerios or maybe making a mess. And you can pause for a moment and say that they were created for a destiny far beyond what we see right now, that God has a special plan for our lives. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, John writing about it in John 14, 11 through 12. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, Jesus speaking, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. Jesus is saying, I am going to the Father, but you, Christian, you, person, as you call on Jesus' name, as you believe in your heart that he's forgiven you of your sins, we can, as a body of Christ, as children of God, as co-heirs with Jesus, do the things that Jesus did, even greater things Jesus said, because we have been given the power of the Holy Spirit. It's so amazing that Simeon knew all of this at the beginning when he saw the baby in the temple. He knew the salvation that would come. He knew that it was not just a celebration of this gift, but it meant what this gift of Jesus would provide. Salvation, freedom, healing, truth, peace, love, joy. This all would come because of who Jesus is. And that's Advent. This is what we celebrate. This is the love of the King. This is the love of Jesus that he's given to us, that he's given us the hope, the peace, the joy, the love of Jesus. That in Matthew, we would know these words to be true. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Maybe Jesus came as a baby. A life of love. A love that we find, well, that greater love, John 15, 13, has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. 
Maybe we could understand what Simeon saw way back when, when Jesus was just an infant, that he was the salvation of many. He was not just a baby that would grow up, a baby that would become a toddler, that would grow up into a teenager, that would do miraculous things, that would do... No, he saw Jesus as the Savior. He saw Jesus as a Savior. What if we saw Jesus? What if we celebrated this Christmas, Jesus as the Savior? Not just a hope, but the assurance that we can have eternal life because of Jesus. Luke 19 says, Luke 19.10, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. What if we understood that Jesus came to be our Savior, which Jesus came to uh, redeem us, so that our past, in God's eyes, He's chosen to forget what we have done. Jesus has chosen to see us as His Son, or as God's Son, forgiven, redeemed. What if it was possible that we had Simeon's foresight, insight? What if we celebrated Jesus in a manger, but we celebrated that we have seen God's salvation? Luke 2, a familiar passage of Scripture for many Christians, a common source of Uh, angst for those that do not believe in Jesus. Are you kidding me? A virgin birth? Are you telling me that this baby grew up sinless? Am I supposed to believe that all this story about Jesus is true? And what I would say to you, or have you share with your friends, just, just do a little research about this person of Jesus. Do a little research about how he was brutally beaten and crucified, how he was buried, and and do some research about where his remains are, and what happened to the man Jesus, and why has Christianity lasted for so long? Yes, there have been forms and people that profess to be Christians that are far from the truth of his salvation, but just do a little research to just check and see, is God true? Is he real? Has what he done lasted in your life. For my eyes have seen your salvation. This is what we celebrate on Friday, Christmas. Simeon saw it well before anyone else that this baby was not just a baby, but he was the Savior of the world. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Uh, Away in a Manger. I just thought this was an appropriate Christmas uh, song to read the lyrics to you. And I just encourage you to um, sing in your own home or sing in your own head or just read these words with me together. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my cradle until morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever 
and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. Away in a manger. I trust we can say, Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are Lord, that you are Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins, or I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins and give me your salvation. And we celebrate with you today as you've said that prayer, made that proclamation of believing in Jesus. We are so blessed to know that his salvation is for us, that God is not against us, but that his conviction is for us so that we might celebrate the incredible joy of the abundant life that he promised as followers of Jesus. Christmas Eve, we are going to have a special online uh, service presentation. We hope you can join for that. We want to miss you, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy Holidays, everybody. We're just so glad to be with you, even from afar, to celebrate the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that God has given to us through His Son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that we can celebrate you. We thank you that you love us so much. And we thank you that we can celebrate the here and now, but that you know the future and that you have good plan for us. So may we walk obediently into the future, knowing that you have destined for us to know your love and to share your truth with grace to others. Jesus, we thank you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. We hope to see all of you Thursday, Christmas Eve. And if you can't make it, Merry Christmas anyway. Merry Christmas. We love you. And we trust that you know his salvation this special, special day. Amen and amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.